There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort. So you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 40% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com slash awards. Only at Sleep Number stores or sleepnumber.com. Welcome to Cosmopolitan's All The Way With. I'm Paisley Gilmore. And I'm Laura Capon. And this week we'll be joined by Vivian, who is in a female-led BDSM relationship. And I've already had to clarify with Paisley (laughs) what that stands for. I love how you almost like wrapped it and you went BDSM. (laughs) (laughs) Because I don't want to get it wrong. You got it right. It's like how sometimes you can't say LGBTQ. Actually, I'm just being really nasty now. Sorry, mate. You did really well. I went to speech therapy when I was younger, okay? Oh, okay. Well, time for a revisit. (laughs) (laughs) Get your money back, hon. Um, (laughs) Sorry, that was really rude. Um, I enjoyed it. You know how it's getting a bit colder, Elsie? Oh, yeah. The nights the are drawing are changing in. colour. <laughs> I want to pick my pumpkin picking day. Oh, do you? Okay, so you're thinking about, you know, have you got autumnal vibes in your heart? Uh, me and my friends call this time of year spooky binging season. Okay, because? Because you just want to watch horror films and eat like <gasps> chocolate. Yeah, yeah, I feel it. And I just want to wear like head to toe woolen items. Oh, I'm not itchy wool. no. Obviously not real wool. I've not made a money. Um, <laughs> faux wool. Um, but with that comes a very um, interesting kind of dating relationship phenomen- phenomenon. Ooh. Get me to speech classes. Um, <laughs> which I'm sure you've heard of, but I want to check because I've mentioned it to a few people this week and they were like, I've never heard of this. And it is cuffing season. Of course I've heard of it. You know it. Okay. Yeah. And you know what it is. Yeah. But I think if some people don't, I feel I would like to hear your explanation. Okay. Um, so cuffing season is um, when loads of people start getting into relationships in like the autumn winter months and they kind of hunker down together over the colder half of the year and then they break up again just in time for summer to go out and shag their little hearts away i thought you were gonna say something else then (laughs) it's basic is it just because it's cold that we want to do it well so i don't know well i don't know why i always want to do it i was gonna i want to ask you if you want to do it but we'll come to that i guess um I spoke to a psychologist called Lucy Beresford and she said um, when the grotty weather forces you indoors, it's nice to know you have a reliable partner with whom you can like stay indoors and cook dinners and snuggle on the sofa. And that's why she thinks this happens. But then I spoke to another psychologist, Dr. Laurie Brotto, and she said she thinks there's an evolutionary reason 
Um, because Ooh. in the winter months, back in the day when we were like, you know, not wearing shoes and stuff and foraging. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't do history for GCSE, as you can tell. Um, <laughs> food was scarce and people had to work together to survive. And she said, and we also know that mood and depression kind of goes in seasons. It's like cyclical. So it could be that higher rates of depression and people feeling lonely in the winter months triggers a longing for being in a relationship. Oh, this is a lot. This is yeah. a lot. How do you, so have you, do you feel um, the yearning? I mean, I, to be fair, I feel the yearning from January to December, baby. Um, <laughs> Lonely but, season, twenty four seven. The laughter turns to tears. It does. Um, but I, yeah, I do. I feel like I don't know if I will feel about it this year as much because mm. I feel like everyone is lonely, and in some ways, I'm not saying that you all being lonely makes me happy, but. Maybe it maybe it <laughs> does because I feel less alone because I know okay. everyone is lonely. So <laughs> is you're not that, seeing am I a that, terrible person? No, I think that makes sense. I mean, obviously, it's a very toxic thing to say that if your friends are unhappy, that makes you happy. But fine. <laughs> so I, <laughs> I am a terrible person. Yes. Yes, you're an asshole. No, I think that's really normal. It's like comforting to know that people are going through the same. I guess what I mean uh, to make myself sound better is that I feel like there's going to be a bit less of that like FOMO this year but still I guess then everyone is going to be like inside playing Monopoly together you know and you can't that's not a game you can play by yourself it's no you need at least what four players isn't it can you, I think you could do it with two, but it would be incredibly how, long. How boring, yeah. Um, okay, so you're not feeling... That's interesting. I thought you were going to say you were feeling it more than usual, but I get your... No, I think... I think, for me, it kind of reversed this year. Normally, I am, oh, cuffing season, yeah, fully feeling it. But I think I actually had an earlier cuffing season. I feel at the beginning of lockdown, mm. I had... Can I, I moved my cuffing season... Yeah, you brought it forward. Do you know what? Yeah, lockdown probably has screwed up some people's cuffing seasons. Yeah. What about you? you? Well, I thought, no, I never want to be in a relationship. I don't know what this phenomenon really is. People are idiots for believing this. And then I realised, I went back and I realised I get with all my partners in October and I always break up in March, which are the exact dates for cuffing season. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, my God. Also, you always say you want to be alone, but then I feel like you're always in a relationship. I know, mate. Less, I don't. I don't want to talk about this now. <laughs> okay, because um, you're right, and it makes me feel shit about myself. Um, but is there anything? But it's it's going to be harder this year because also I look at everyone and um, it just feels like oh, Jeremy. You know? Oh, yeah. People will have a lot of anxiety around actually touching other humans. I guess ideally you would have met someone when we had a little bit of um, restriction lifting of lockdown. You kind of had yeah. to meet them in the past, like, you know, month or so. I'd quite like um, just a pen pal this winter. A Why bit like you, um, um, like mm. railway children. <laughs> railway? <laughs> railway children. <laughs> Why can't I say Railway. <laughs> railway children-esque and we just you know i just use a fountain pen and yeah okay i'll see that sounds nice yeah that be your cuffing season and what are you gonna do or do you not want to talk about it i don't want to talk about it okay i'll, I'll talk to vivian then okay <laughs> right, let's bye. meet vivian bye <laughs>
We're joined today by Vivian Silver, who is in a female-led relationship. This means she holds all the power in her relationship, from sex to the finances. Her boyfriend is in complete submission to her. Welcome, Vivian. Hi, thank you for having me. Thank you for joining us. We're very excited to ask you everything. (laughs) I'm very excited to share. Can we just start with, um, I had to check this. What does BDSM stand for? Not that I don't trust you, Paisley, but just Mm. want to double check. It stands for bondage, domination, sadism, and masochism. So all of those together are kind of just linked as a group of certain kinks and fetishes that people enjoy participating in, um, whether it be with a dominant hand or a submissive mindset. Got you. Now, is that not exactly what I said, Laura, in those exact words? Yeah, you didn't say it straight away, though, did you? (laughs) No, I had to Google it, even though it's my job. (laughs) (laughs) so uh vivian how long have you been with your boyfriend um we're going on two years the relationship didn't start as a kink-based one it was originally um just a vanilla relationship and then one day i caught him watching femdom porn in the shower would you just explain what femdom means for our listeners who might not know female domination So a lot of the times when we're talking about domination, it can be a very male-centered practice. You know, when people think BDSM, it first comes to mind with like Fifty Shades of Grey. um, And that's not representative of a lot of what BDSM is. With female domination, um, it's where women hold the power. uh, Women are the doms. Okay, so how long had you been together when um, you found him watching this porn? About a year. Okay. And had you been, um, would I use the term dominatrix? Had you been a dominatrix before? I had experiment with um, BDSM from a dominant angle before, but I wouldn't have called myself a dominatrix. That had definitely come after I found him watching porn and, you know, immersed myself in the culture. Eventually it became what I do for work. So how did you feel when you first walked in and saw what he was watching I was excited by it you know I I saw an opportunity that I could take to mold the relationship into what I wanted it to be so Mm. how how did you actually go from that to being like oh this is the kind of relationship we're gonna have um I asked him what excited him about it and he said Mm. the power dynamic and slowly but surely I started making more decisions I started saying like oh no you can't do that here's how this is going to go. And, you know, day by day, I just kept taking more and more power until eventually one day I um, put his cock in a chastity. Can I say that? I'm sorry. (laughs) Yeah, of course you can. (laughs) (laughs) I put his cock in a chastity cage and uh, started wearing the keys around my neck. And I said, if you ever want them back, you're going to do what I say. And he was like, willingly. Yes. Yeah, 100%. Wow. Wow. Um, what is, um, can you just describe um, a chastity cage? I've never come across one, funny enough. <laughs> <laughs> so there's like um, a ring. It can be vinyl or plastic or metal. And it kind of like fits snugly around um, your penis and walls. And then there's like two prongs. And then there's a little cage attachment that goes on your penis, quite literally like locking your penis in a cage so it can't get hard. So could he have a wee? Yeah. Okay, so you can wee. There's a little hole. (laughs) (laughs) And so you own the key. 
and then only you can take it off ah how long would one typically wear one of these for before it being removed well we take it off twice a week for him to shower but I supervise it Uh, oh my god before the pandemic and lockdown he would kind of wear it out and about to work oh of course yeah oh chastity is a lifestyle for him it's not just you know something he does for fun sexually Oh, okay. Um, and it, it, it can be hidden under the trousers. Mm-hmm. Ah. I think in my head, because I'm thinking like a cage and like this big square box, you can tell that I'm just so vanilla. Um, <laughs> what were those like small acts of power um, that you said, Vivian, before you got to that point? Uh, I stopped washing dishes. I stopped oh, giving oh, head. Um, I refused to do any cleaning. I refuse to even, like, if I want water and I'm in bed, I'll make him get up and do it. Any little inconvenience in my life, he's expected to take care of. Kind of into it. So, And in turn, my friends get to use him. I have a couple other dominatrix friends, um, Valentina Fox, Miss Nova, Empress Rosalia, and um, the four of us, we recently all, like, moved into new apartments, and he did all of the moving. He set up the furniture. He re-turfed their backyard, Oh, wow. He's a busy boy. Yes. <laughs> He's got a lot to do. Um, how do I th- Would you ever have like, say if he ever was actually genuinely annoyed that you hadn't done like the dishes, can he ever just be annoyed with you and you can have a kind of argument without it being, can you kind of break, I don't know how you'd call it, sorry. Can you break the dominant relationship then? No. Okay. He can be annoyed all he wants, but he's still expected to fulfill his responsibilities. I feel like you've said that before. <laughs> I don't like him then. <laughs> he's tried. I mean, he's definitely tried to show me resistance, but uh, one time I flushed one of his keys. So um, that took him down from having three keys that could open his cage to only having two. So uh, he hasn't really acted up since then. <laughs> I see. So obviously... It was a gradual progression from like what you what you called in air quotes a vanilla relationship to this. Did you did you like kind of draw up some kind of contract or sit and have a chat about it about what your boundaries would be or like is it something you've just figured out as you've gone along? We've continually checked in and like we have these conversations routinely, but I try new things and you know he's welcome to say for it if he needs, especially in like a session. If we're doing designated kink activities and something makes him, you know, a little uncomfortable and he needs to slow down, he says yellow. If he needs the scene to stop, he says red. But the fundamentals of the relationship are rooted in, like, the concept of female superiority and that I have, you know, a better head on my shoulders than he does. So we never really leave the dynamic of him looking to me to lead the relationship. We do at times stop dominatrix and submissive play Mm. to discuss it as person to person, but the relationship is always going to be 70% his effort, 30% mine. Okay. And is there anything he um, is allowed to do on his own? Um, I actually have to think about that. Um, Not really. He doesn't make very many decisions for himself. So even like down to what he'd eat, like if he... Really? I buy okay. the groceries or I tell him what to buy. He like all the decisions are really off of him. Like he can choose if he wants like pepperoni on his pizza or cheese. 
but I'm choosing if we're having pizza or not. Uh, does he does he have a job? Uh, right now, at the moment, he doesn't, but he has okay. in the past. He lost it due to the pandemic. Oh, okay. Oh, so, sorry. um, how how did it work when he was kind of going off to work? Then was it like out of sight? He would give me his paycheck. Luxury. It was wonderful. <laughs> Just straight into my account. And when he gets a new job, I don't actually think he's going to set up his um, direct deposit to his bank account. He's setting it up to mine. Okay, cool. So you kind of have control of your finances and spend both of your paychecks mm-hmm. as you wish. Okay. Can I ask, because I obviously totally get that it was his um, idea and it's his, he wants to do this. But mm-hmm. I'm just thinking as someone that has no experience of this, if uh, it was the other way around and he was... Um, taking that control from you I would feel like that was a bit abusive is that something that you kind of um a lot of people have that opinion is if someone said that what's your response well it's completely consensual if someone finds themselves fulfilled in complete submission and doesn't really seek things outside of their like kink-based relationship that's up to them I'm not in the business of policing women um especially if they find that that works for them. It's really interesting because people will say that Findom and Femdom are abuse, but then turn around and say that Fifty Shades of Grey was a great book. What? (laughs) Sorry, I think surely we've all admitted that that was useless. (laughs) I still see it online. It's really crazy, the discourse surrounding it. Wow. (laughs) No, don't worry. If you think about it historically, women weren't allowed to have their own bank account until 1974. So what's so wrong with it, like doing that to a man? Like in the US, I'm sorry. No, I I do totally see it in that way. I'm just saying if I was, and I guess it's like I need to think of it from like the perspective of it's it's not a relationship I know about in that way. But just if you were my friend and you said, oh, like my boyfriend doesn't let me spend my money, doesn't um, let me shower... I would be worried, but I guess it's remembering that that is what that person wants. Yes. It's big on consent. If consent isn't there, it's 100% an abusive relationship. But, you know, I continually check in with my partner and make sure this is what he wants. And he does seek out a total power exchange. It's kind of like, um, in a sense, almost like a return to childhood. There's someone there that's going to take care of you, that assures all your needs are met, And thus, you do not have to worry about it. You don't have to stress about it. You just have to do what they say. So do you think, like, ultimately he has the power because he... Oh, of course. He can say no at any point. Yeah, because it's it's not as simple as you have the power because you're making the decisions. It's like he's letting you make the decisions. So it's like layers of power right is a lot of give and take especially in like a female-led relationship in femdom at all submission Mm. is a gift and it's a gift that can be revoked at any point a good dom knows how to keep that submission by having her submissives feel safe Mm. cared for um and it's it's hard to balance like the needs of like humiliation and degradation and in turn affection Mm -hmm. but you know, you have to work all of those things together. Is it ever hard, um, like, for you in terms of having all these decisions? Do you ever feel a bit, like, drained of having... Do you, I mean, have sometimes you just wish that he could make the decision for once? Not really. I like being in control. I like having things done the way I want them. So I find that this actually takes a lot of stress off me. 
Yeah, and I guess you get used to that as well. Yes, <laughs> and it's it's <laughs> nice. It leads to um, a very satisfying relationship for the two of us. Yeah. So, what do you, what do you, well, like, what's the thing that you like most that you get out of it? Hmm. I would say I have um, a lot of time to relax because of it. I yeah. constantly have a clean home. I don't have to worry about like my laundry not being done. Everything is taken care of because he seeks to please me. So you just get to chill. Yeah. <laughs> and then I, I'm a financial dominatrix for my career. So men pay me to exist. So my entire day is just kind of like sitting on my couch, watching a movie, making like five to six hundred dollars. Can I mean, you tell us about that? Because I want to know. Oh, <laughs> uh, yeah. Ask any questions. <laughs> um, so what is financial domination in that sense? So um, it's a form of BDSM power play where it's primarily women, but of course there is like gay financial domination. There are straight cash masters, but primarily women um, are paid to talk to, manage finances and take from men. Um, The fetish is like, it's okay. So I guess the best way to explain it is there's no more, like there's no more tangible form of power than money. And if you want to give your power to someone, truly, the effort and hours that you worked, if you want to submit fully, I think that there needs to be a financial element. Because how are you going to benefit my life without paying me? Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need it fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. PlushCare is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. So in financial domination, it's kind of like the ultimate sign of respect, the ultimate sign of um, submission to send money, usually in large sums or what's ever affordable to this, like, um, submissive. So, um, is this something that your kind of friends and family all know about? They know that this is how your relationship works. Um, so they didn't in the beginning and I actually, um, was the subject of a doxing several times where someone, 
repeatedly leaked my name and what I had done for work in the past. Um, and around like the fifth or sixth time I got doxxed, I just called my mom and told her. Yeah. And she didn't really understand it at first. Um, and then I went home to visit her and we went out to lunch and I asked if she wanted me to pay and she goes, oh no. And I said, are you sure? Because I had it covered four times while we were eating. And she mm. was like, what? <laughs> and um, after that, like I've kind of explained it to my family more so. Uh, my friends are mainly also dominatrixes, but my vanilla friends also know and they like to boss him around as well. Oh, so you so you said they will. Uh, he will do things for them too. Mm-hmm. That's if I tell him to, he'll do whatever I want. Okay. Um, so, what kinds of things has he been doing for your pals? Um, <laughs> so, my like I mentioned before, I'm friends with Valentina Fox and Empress Rosalia, and they recently moved into this beautiful house nearby. And he went and completely like pulled up all the weeds in their backyard, returfed it built them like cornhole boards, set up like all of their moving stuff, hung shelves, put up mirrors, paints. He'll do anything. He's good with his hands. You know, he's, you know, a man that grew up definitely like socialized to be very masculine. And now I use it in a way kind of like to humiliate him, making him wear like a bikini top and paint in the backyard. Okay. And because I think a lot of people assume BDSM is very kind of and and like sex focused, but it's not just about sex. Obviously, it's how you govern no. your relationship too. So what is is that all contributing to kind of a sexual thrill or what is? I mean, I would say that BDSM is, yes, like definitely rooted in sex, but it's more of power play. Like, he and I don't really have sex anymore at this point. I don't seek to gratify him in that way. I have other partners for that. Mm -hmm. But, um, yeah, I think that in the beginning, a lot of the time, BDSM can be sex-focused. But femdom is more power-focused. It's more worship-focused. I don't find myself concerned with men's orgasms. In fact, if they would like to have one, I make them pay a lot of money for it. Okay. Does he find that hard? Because um, I'm guessing he wants to have sex with you. Um, in the beginning, yeah. It was definitely a struggle. But uh, the longer he's been chast, he finds that not having orgasms keeps him in a better headspace. It keeps him more motivated. He has more energy. Yeah, maybe we should all get a chastity cage. <laughs> <laughs> I'm way too I'm- horny. I couldn't. <laughs> I see my philosophy is that women should have more orgasms and men should have less. Well, the orgasm gap exists. We guess we need to make up for that somehow, right? (laughs) Chastity cages for everyone. Yes, (laughs) for all the men. And obviously I don't want you to identify your clients, but what kind of people um, pay for like your services? Is it like all varied backgrounds? Right now, actually, primarily my clients are women. Okay. Um, I financially dominate a lot of women, a lot of fellow doms, which I think is really interesting. That is really interesting. So there's a lot of different people, but I find that I attract more intellectual subs. A lot of other doms will attract subs that like to consume clips, that like to do sessions, but I attract those who like to talk, who like to take tasks, and who seek to improve my life through um, cash. 
Could you talk about like how much you earn or is that something you want to keep? I average around $10,000 a month. (sighs) And I started last October. Ah, So what were you doing before? I was a journalist. Oh, yeah. Of course. (laughs) That's quite a different pay grade. (laughs) Yes. Yes. Um, I was making, because I was freelancing, I was still in college, um, around $200 for my day rate. And $200 now is like a miserably slow day for me. Yeah. And what did you um, like write about as a journalist? Politics. I talked about American politics primarily. I still do some like opinion writing on politics, but uh, I no longer have to write to live. Do you imagine that you would ever kind of revert your relationship with him back to a vanilla relationship? Or is this kind of a long-term thing? This is going to be a long-term thing. Personally, I can't imagine ever being in a vanilla relationship again. I don't think it would be conducive to what I want in life. Yeah. Do you... Cause do you ever just like go out for dinner or snuggle on the sofa and watch telly or is oh, it of course. always okay we cuddle every night um we watched labyrinth together this morning with david bowie very oh, sexy film <laughs> <laughs> it's just um there's still like a fundamental power imbalance but that doesn't mean that there's not love there i do love yeah. him very much but, you know, I don't love him so much that I won't wake him up at five in the morning to be like, go get me a glass of water. It's like having a boyfriend and a butler all in one. <laughs> <laughs> um, just did you meet someone when you were doing um, uh, journalism? Like, How did you go from that? I just want to know how you went from that to um, dominating. So um, I had read an article about like financial domination not too long ago. And well, not too long before I had started And, um, I actually, when I was around 18, um, someone approached me on Tinder for it and they would send me money so I could order Chinese food to ignore them. Um, and I thought that was really cool, right? (laughs) It's great. (laughs) Um, and I got back into it when I was around 21. Um, I started, well, I'm for a little context, I'm a type one diabetic and insulin is really expensive in America. So I needed a, a supplemental source of income because I was paying rent. I was in college and I was like, you know, working as often as I could, but I could only get so many days because I was spending five days in school. Um, so I got into FinDom just to make some extra cash. And I found that I was really, really good at it. I made $300 my first day. What do you think makes you like really good at it? Like I I feel like if I went into it, what makes it a good dom and a bad dom? Uh, well, I think that my emotional intelligence helps me a lot. I think that being able to read people and understand what people want is a really good um, like skill for a financial dominatrix to have. You have to be patient. You have to be able to see through the bullshit because there's a lot of people that want to waste your time. There's a lot of people who will never send, and there's a lot to learn. There's decorum that you have to learn in the industry, and a lot of people like to gatekeep that knowledge because, you know, they don't want to give up their clients. Mm. So as you, like, I made a lot of mistakes my first month. Um, like, I would message subs first and be like, your wallet is mine, pay piggy. And that's just not how financial domination works, despite, you know, these TikTok videos and like 60 second documentaries that seem to indicate otherwise. 
for me, um, I do occasionally have people approach and just want to send a 501 go. Um, but a lot of the time, the people that seek me out want to establish a long-term relationship where they're sending several hundred a week, like buying my groceries, paying my rent, um, taking care of luxuries and regular expenses. So has like, this is, this is probably really the most boring question anyone's ever going to ask you, but um, has the pandemic like affected how much people spend on that? Because I guess people are like... Cutting back. <laughs> sorry, <laughs> but the, surely that's the first thing that goes when you can't afford, because people are losing jobs and like... You, you know. would actually be surprised. Um, yeah. I saw my income jump when we went into the lockdown. Oh, why do you think more people was? are at home. More people mm. have time away from their family to go hide in the bathroom and send money. Yeah. Um, and do you ever have to do anything for the money? Um, you know, occasionally I'll Skype with someone for 10 minutes, but we'll just talk and then I make $200 from that. And what what do you think the people that just like say pay you for your Chinese? What do you think they get from it? Like if they're not meeting you or seeing you or getting like a pick like I don't know, I'm just trying to get into that mindset. What are they getting out men, of it? Men have been socialized to be providers. They see a beautiful woman and, you know, if they, like, a lot of the time the men that come up to me aren't always thin subs, like, or financial submissives. And they're like, wow, you're so beautiful. And I say, say it in cash. And they make a choice there of either they want to talk to me, they want to be in my presence, and they're going to do what I say to do so, or they say, fuck you, bitch, I'm not giving you any money and go away. Do you ever feel, um, and I'm not saying you should, by the way, do you ever feel like guilty if it's someone that is maybe more, uh, I guess I'd maybe use the word like vulnerable in the term, in terms of like, they genuinely think that like by doing these things, they could get in a relationship with you? I'm very upfront that I'm not seeking a relationship, that I'm okay. already in one. Um, but at the end of the day, these are consenting adults. You know, I if I'm not taking it, another financial dominatrix is going to. So long as it's safe, sane, and consensual, I see no problem with it. If someone is like on meth and they're like, let me save, like send you my savings account, I would obviously refuse. But you know, when someone is sober or has had a few drinks and is like, I'd like to send you this amount of money and I know that they have the income for it, I don't really see it as a problem. Um, it was so interesting you mentioned the TikTok thing because I keep seeing um, that, I guess you'd call it femdom uh, videos on TikTok. TikTok? <laughs> How old are you? <laughs> Hi, I'm the down with the kids. The TikToks. <laughs> on tiktok and there's this one woman and she always basically anything she uses she like posts off and men buy it off her so like if she used like a foot mask someone will buy that foot mask that used foot mask it's uh fascinating oh yeah i mean stuff like that happens all the time it's a fetish free market i've sold sweaty socks um i once made four hundred dollars for farting on a piece of pizza Oh, Wait, farting on a piece of pizza. Yes. And then where did you sell it? Um, it was actually, he met me in the park. He handed me $400. I sat on his pizza. I farted on it. He ate it and he walked away. Oh, that must have been the <laughs> best, easiest money. <laughs> oh, it was wonderful. 
I had coffee on the way over and I was like, okay, I'm set to farting your pizza. (laughs) (laughs) I'm ready to go. What was the, um, do you remember what flavor the pizza was? It was pepperoni. No, it was spicy. Pepperoni and farts. (laughs) (laughs) Actually. Um, I just wanted to go back and because obviously you mentioned you have um, some clients of yours that are dominatrixes themselves. Mm-hmm. What, like, what's that about? Is that because my first assumption would be like, oh, you spend all your um, working life making decisions and dominating other people. It must be a really nice relief to kind of switch roles sometimes. Mm-hmm. Is that what it's about? Or Exactly. Um, I find that like my demeanor is very mothering. It's very comforting. Um, it encourages praise. A lot of my submissives never get reprimanded because they know that good behavior is rewarded and bad behavior is not. I'm not going to do something they enjoy because they misbehave. So with that reputation, um, eventually one dom came to me and she switched and she was like, I would like to send you some money. And I posted about it and then more and more kept approaching And I've created this whole um, community of 13 doms that send me money. And some of them have sent me well over $1,000. Oh, wow. That is so interesting, the switch. Yeah. And it's, it's interesting to see them financially switch because for me, I couldn't imagine like doing that to anyone else. But a lot of the time, these women seek me out and they say the same thing to me. They say they couldn't imagine switching for another dom, but I foster a feeling of safety and community. And that, you know, like I said earlier, it's a return to childhood of saying like, this is someone I admire, this is someone I love, um, and I want to give everything to them. You're um, clearly like such a strong woman. Thank Do you, you ever have those kind of moments where you you just feel emotional you're you feel a bit vulnerable and in that case who would you turn to um I have a wonderful community of strong dominatrix friends um actually the boyfriend and I were having some problems the other day that we thought was going to lead to a breakup and they picked me up and made me an Irish coffee and sat me down and were like you are a bad bitch Vivian don't let anyone tell you differently Um, And without them, I think that this would be a lot more lonely and a lot more taxing. But because I have a community of close, like-minded women, um, it's really easy to, when I'm feeling low, when I'm not feeling like a dom, to see them and feel more like myself. Beyond that, you know, my submissives are wonderfully accepting. On the day of um, the Breonna Taylor indictment, I was like, because I'm a black woman, I was like, I do not want to dom. I do not want to put an effort. You're welcome just to send, but I don't want to do anything today. I'm not going to be online. And all of them, you know, prioritize me over their own pleasure. So no one sought to complain about it. Yeah. And I I guess that shows also that it is, like you were saying all along, like it is consensual and like it is like a mutual respect for one another. Mm -hmm. I was going to say, I just can't imagine, like, it, it must be so good to have that community because trying to talk about those kinds of things with, like, vanilla friends must be, like, well, they can never understand, like. Oh, no, 100%. I had friends over for Rosh Hashanah and um, mm. half of them were dominatrixes and half of them weren't. And the ones who weren't were like, but how do you do that? How do you not feel guilty? Like, I feel bad when someone pays for my dinner. And I'm like, well, why do you feel bad? Are you, like, there's, like I said, an orgasm gap, a pay gap. Mm. 
and women are continually marginalized. So why not use this like platform, social media, which was designed to give men more access to women? And why not monetize it? If men are willing to pay for it, why not make them? It's kind of, yeah, it's kind of like, f- f- I was going to say fuck the system, but I felt about 15 years old then. <laughs> you are. You're using yeah. a system created by men to kind of use it to your advantage. Yeah. And I mean, it's a very lucrative industry. It's funny because, you know, like I said, my boyfriend's in chastity. Um, so I seek out other sexual partners and I'm very clear about the fact that I'm a dominatrix in my dating app bios and like men that you would never imagine, like these Wall Street types, like Goldman Sachs VPs are like, can I clean your apartment this weekend? Like you would be surprised at who is interested in this. Yeah. Little high profile people. Um, Mm -hmm. I'm so sorry for in this instance being your vanilla friend. (laughs) But thank (laughs) you so much for being so honest with us, uh, Viviana. It's been thank you for having me. Thank you. If people want to find you or pay you, (laughs) where would they um how would they do that? You can find me on Twitter. My at is Queen V V I X O X O. So Queen V X O X O. Okay, cool. Thank you so much. Thank Thank you you so much for having me. Thanks. Bye. Bye. Um, Wow. (laughs) (laughs) I know why you're laughing. I know what you're thinking about. Pepperoni pizza. (laughs) (laughs) I feel so immature. The hard-hitting journalism (laughs) with Laura Capon. (laughs) Because Vivian was so articulate and mature and just lolling about her farting on a pizza. I'm obsessed with it. Yeah, there's definitely, there's elements of it that I won't and I do worry me. I don't yeah. know, like, in terms of them having no, I guess I just have to keep reminding myself that that's what they want. I guess yeah. in my head it's so weird, why would you want to have no power? Yeah. Um. But yeah, definitely, because I see it more on social media now. Like When we had Chloe, um, Sugar Baby Chloe, mm. and um, like she was selling her feet um, pictures, and I don't know, something about it always creeps me out. But the more, like, how um, Vivian worded it, you know, how she said, well, like, why not? Mm-hmm. I don't know, maybe I am going to go fart on a pizza. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not, I, I'm not. I'm too greedy. I just want to eat the pizza. I'd be like, no, I can't. Um, yeah, I'm not interested personally in the relationship aspect of it because I really like, like, mutual giving and taking. Yeah, I think the relationship, I couldn't do it, like... I also just wouldn't want to help them shout, like unlock their penis for a shower. <laughs> I just, just don't want to do that. Unlock your own penis, babe. I'm farting on a pizza. <laughs> I think. I think. I just need to finish. Yeah. Okay. Should we? Okay. This. Um, <laughs> woo, this brings us to the end of this episode of Cosmopolitans All the Way with. Thanks to Vivian for joining us and to you for listening. And if you have any sex questions or dating dilemmas, please message us on Twitter or Instagram at Cosmopolitan UK. I just thought, do you reckon we'll get a Domino sponsorship? <laughs> <laughs> Cosmopolitans All the Way with was recorded remotely by Number Eight Studios, and is available to download on Acast, iTunes, and all the usual podcast apps see you next time (laughs) even on a budget quality is non-negotiable 
That's why Quince is the place to score high-end essentials at 50% to 80% less than similar brands. Get your hands on buttery soft cashmere sweaters from just 60 bucks, Italian leather jackets, and so much more. And the best part about Quince? They exclusively partner with factories committed to safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Elevate your style without the elevated price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market.